Okay, so Google Chrome might, at this very minute, be thrashing the performance on your Mac. And I'm gonna explain to you why, how, and most importantly, what you can do about it. And I'm gonna do it right now. This is a breaking controversy with some people just ready to throw Chrome in a burning trash fire and others saying, wait, no, there is no proof. And even talking about this is reckless and shameful. But I think talking about it in a fair and upfront and as reasonable way as possible is how we get to the proof. So hit the subscribe button and bell so you don't miss a single update on this because it is gonna be pure fire. Lauren Brichter on Twitter. So it turns out that Google Chrome was making everything on my computer slow, even when it wasn't running, because it installs something called Keystone. Now, if you don't know Lauren, he's a legit 9,000 IQ, maybe 11,000 IQ genius type, and now he's made a website because he thinks this just shouldn't happen. And the website is called chromeisbad.com. Now, I'll get back to that in a scorching hot minute, but Lauren also tweeted, the fact that Keystone hides itself in Activity Monitor is bizarre. The only sign that it was using excessive CPU usage was Windows Server, which is a system process. Now, Lauren expanded on this part in a subsequent tweet. It isn't that Keystone hides itself from Activity Monitor. It's that it only shows up when it's actively updating Chrome. But according to Lauren's theory, when that process goes wrong, it goes wrong before Keystone actually shows up in Activity Monitor, which makes it effectively hidden even as it's causing the problem. Also, that this is nothing new, since it's been a decade plus and this still hasn't been quote unquote fixed. There is no reason for auto-update software to need to do what Chrome Keystone is doing. And I can just read all the salt and all the frustration in Lauren's tweets there, and I can only imagine what the first drafts must have read like. But... This is the part from the website that really, really resonated with me. I noticed my brand new 16 inch MacBook Pro started acting sluggishly doing even trivial things like scrolling. Activity Monitor showed nothing from Google using the CPU, but Windows Server was taking 80%, which is abnormally high. It should use under 10% normally. Doing all the normal things, quitting apps, logging out other users, restarting, <laughs> zapping the pram, zapping the pram, did nothing. Then I remembered I'd installed Chrome a while back to test a website. I deleted Chrome and noticed Keystone while deleting some of Chrome's other preferences and caches. I deleted everything from Google I could find, restarted the computer, and it was like night and day. Everything was instantly and noticeably faster, and Windows Server was well under 10% again. And for me, all year I've been incredibly frustrated, maddened, by similar problems and had similarly tried just everything I could think of to solve them. It was just especially heinous when I was up all night for many nights trying to finish my embargoed video reviews for the iPhone 12s, for the new Apple Watches, the new Macs, everything that was released this year. Literally up all night watching Final Cut Pro performance plummet, wasting hours, hours rebooting, uninstalling plugins, just again, everything imaginable. And I just ended up blaming macOS Catalina for it because Catalina seemed to be one of those painful transitional updates that everyone was blaming for everything already. So I tweeted out my complaints about Catalina, whether Windows Server itself had gone rogue or just gone bad. I even took the rare step, a rare step for me and bugged a few friends at Big Fruit and never got anything approaching a satisfying answer or solution. Not until this. 
And yes, I use Safari almost all the time because I get way, way better performance and battery life with Safari than I do with Chrome. And I think that's mostly due to how they use the hardware and software system resources and how they handle tabs. And I'll get to other browsers in a minute as well. But because Google, a primarily web-based ad company, has just very different priorities than Apple, a primarily native-based device company, and because Chrome rode just the utter destruction and desolation of Internet Explorer into browser supremacy, time-constrained developers and short-sighted product managers have begun to treat Chrome as if it was the web, ironically, the same way they used to treat Internet Explorer. So some websites and web apps, including Google's, just work better or only work at all in Chrome. And even though Google's Blink and Chromium renderers forked from Apple's WebKit, the different directions they've taken since, the different priorities they've taken since, mean that Safari often gets the very short end of that very pointy support stick. Now, the Chrome product manager was kind enough to respond to this thread even though it was on a Saturday night, saying Keystone is indeed the Chrome updater for Mac. It does not hide itself from Activity Monitor, and it only runs at low priority when it has tasks to perform. Also, that we aren't aware of any open issues that would cause high CPU usage from Keystone, but please file a bug at crbug.com with steps to reproduce it, and we'll try and fix it as quickly as possible. So here, yes, Again, Keystone will show up Activity Monitor when it spins up to do its periodic checks and updates. But the issue seems to be, at least according to Lorne's theory, that it's causing Windows Server to thrash without or before it shows up, or perhaps as it's trying to show up. And because Keystone hasn't shown up yet, but Windows Server is thrashing, it is completely non-obvious that Keystone may be the cause. So like dark matter, you can only measure its effect on the rest of the system. And yes, sure. Post hoc ergo propter hoc logical fallacies totally understood, removing it seems to fix the problem. And yes, absolutely yes, launching Activity Monitor will also cause Windows Server to spike because you can't observe something without affecting it either. But in this case, you're only launching Activity Monitor because you're already observing the performance issues, not just randomly for the hell of it. And if removing Keystone seems to stop those performance issues, stop the reason for you launching Activity Monitor, then you're verifying the existence of that dark matter. So zero no prize for pointing that part out. And sure, there could absolutely be other explanations as well. Like maybe knocking out Keystone also knocks out something else that was causing this, or there's some issue between macOS and Keystone or whatever. Just putting my consumer hat on for a moment, I don't care. That is entirely not my problem. That is for the 9,000 IQs like Lauren and the Chrome team to figure out. I'm the parent here. I don't want or need to know the details. I just need it fixed so I can work without the feeling that I need to throw a multi-thousand dollar machine out the window because it's not just working. And I should point out, there is also a school of thought here that Chrome just shouldn't be updating this way regardless. That yes, Google wants to make the Chrome update process essentially invisible, but that plenty of apps handle updates every day from the Mac App Store to Spark to more traditional transparent methods that don't leave any shadow of a dark matter about this kind of thing at all. And that when any company, not just Google, but Zoom, even Apple, makes the box too opaque, 
bad things tend to grow inside it, including performance and security issues like this. And I imagine now that it's getting a ton of attention, awareness will just escalate. And it'd be great. It'd be fantastic if the macOS or Chrome teams or whoever can figure this out. Because anecdotally, at least, people who've been so hella frustrated sure think they found the solution to those frustrations. And it's at least temporarily by removing Chrome or cutting Keystone off at the knees, neither of which are obvious to do, and the latter of which might be dangerous, at least from a security point of view. Lauren on the website suggests a series of steps, which I'm following for now, and unless and until macOS and Chrome OS or whatever fixes the issue, or it's reasonably proven not to be an issue, here's something that if you're experiencing the same problems, you can try as well. I'll also link to it in the description. And if it doesn't work for you, if you still experience any problems whatsoever, then you can always just reinstall Chrome at any time whatsoever. But it is what I'm doing now because the issues are frustrating enough that even though I do depend on Chrome for some things, I'm willing to try it because I depend on my Mac performance for literally everything. There's also a Mac Observer article from five years ago that explains how to use terminal commands to change the frequency of keystone checks. That's if you really can't or don't want to remove Chrome, but you need to stop the system thrashing and you're willing to give this a try. John Martellaro shows how to change it to run, for example, every 48 hours or even never, but properly points out that never leaves you without security updates, which leaves you open to security exploits. And I'll leave a link to the article in the description, but proceed with extreme terminal caution. Also, if you can't just stick with Safari because some damn website or another doesn't properly support it, other Chromium-based browsers like Microsoft Edge probably don't have the same problems because while they're using Google's Chromium rendering engine, they're not using Google's Keystone software update engine, so they should be fine. And if you have any more questions or just want to chat about any of this in general, check out our members-only Discord where we talk about workflows, software, hardware, gear, iPads, watches, phones, Apple Silicon, everything, basically 24-7. You can find it on Patreon. And yes, I have Patreon now, patreon.com slash Renee Ritchie, which I set up right after I quit my big media job in March, right before 2020 happened. And when I started this brand new indie channel, because I needed a way and a community to help make these videos better. And it's just great because there's a whole preview section where I share ideas and outlines for videos before they're even shot. Sometimes early versions of the videos before they go live, longer versions of interviews when they're available, like with Jonathan Morrison and iJustine and Walt Mossberg and more. And there are even ways to get your name in the description of every video and the credits. So to be more involved in this community and contribute directly to the creation of these videos and future projects like Apple Talk, my new podcast with Georgia Dow, check out patreon.com slash Renee Ritchie, or just click on the link in the description. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. For a ton more on the Mac, including Apple Silicon and the M1, click the playlist above. I've got in-depth reviews and comparisons detailing every single new feature and lots more to come. So click on the playlist and I'll see you in the next video.